dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're a You're a Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Hey, good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. What's happening? Yes, yesterday was a big day. Why was yesterday a big day? What happened yesterday? Well, for me, yesterday. Well, it was a big day for me. And I'm very excited. So you can say congratulations because I did get my minority and woman-owned business certification, which is a huge deal. It's a long process that I've been uh, going through for a few months to get certified. What's that mean exactly? So it's for um, small disadvantaged, as they say, businesses and underutilized businesses. So now I can get contracts with the city for my juice bar. How are you disadvantaged? You're making money out here in these streets. Well, just because my business is a minority and a woman-owned business. So now I can get all kinds of uh, contracts and things done. It's a great certification to have. So if you have a small business in your city or whatever, you can go and get this. Um, M, they call it a M, I think it's a MWBE. So it's like rich people welfare? No, MWB. No, it's not. It's not welfare at all. Basically, it just gives you uh, access to get certain contracts. Like they might do things like, say, the airport, uh, LaGuardia Airport is... Uh, doing this whole construction, right? So now they're saying maybe 60% of those businesses have to be woman-owned businesses. And I'm certified, so I have an edge. Uh, oh, listen, congratulations. Sound like you're making some money somewhere, goddammit. Okay, <laughs> drop on the clues bombs for Angela Yee. Yeah, so it okay. allows you to take advantage of certain things just because they want to make sure that we have, uh, you know, we've been at a disadvantage for quite some time. And I'm okay. both a minority and a woman. Okay. All right, so you're in Wyoming. Not in Wyoming. I'm in L.A. Oh well, you were in Wyoming. I was in Wyoming for a brief second yesterday. I didn't go to the uh, the big uh, Illuminati bonfire that they had the, 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 for Kanye West's listening party, but I was in Wyoming for a quick second yesterday. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that Wyoming is like a hot spot for creatives. People have been going to this uh, particular place in Wy- uh, Wyoming for years. I think it's Jackson Hole. And they go there and they write movies and they write television shows and they, they do albums. Like, that's a thing. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? So, was it, I, what'd you do? Tell, tell us some information. Um, I mean, I heard the album. Is the album out? Somebody, tell them, I, somebody told me the album's not on title or Apple. This it is morning. out, though. Right? So, where is it at? I don't know. Listen, I was watching the game <laughs> yesterday. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I was watching the game I, one. I, I, I will say this. When I was there yesterday, uh, the album was still in the process of being uh, finished. Like, okay. like 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 lines were still being added and uh, it, it, songs were still being mixed and mastered. So I don't know what the hell is going. Isn't on. Isn't that amazing that people can just go ahead and and do an album and turn it in the day of and then put I, it out? I'm very I'm I'm really intrigued by that. Like I mean that, that those are the kind of questions that I was asking yesterday because I was wondering because I mean I'm not a rapper or a singer so I was wondering like was it easier back in the day to create an album and then have an actual release date where you turn it in or is it? All right, all right. Well, how does it sound? How does it sound? How does it sound? Let's get to it. 
Uh, it's cool. I mean, I don't, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I don't like to put expectations on anything. I want everybody to hear it for themselves during the weekend, and then we listen to it on Monday. Okay? I can only tell you that I like it. I don't know how everybody else is going to feel, but I like it. Well, as I far as Kanye albums go, right? It's too Which, early to tell, man. It just kept, I literally, I literally, and by the way, I haven't even heard the album probably how it's supposed to be sequenced and everything. I just heard the songs that I heard yesterday. The final songs that were supposed to be on the album. All right, all right. So you had a good time in Wyoming hanging out with Kanye. Wyoming was like, uh, actually, Wyoming was actually cool. I was, I was, I was, at, I was impressed by Wyoming. I was impressed by the air in Wyoming. Like it's a, it's a serene, peaceful, calm vibe in Wyoming. I can see why creatives go there to create. Okay. I can, I can totally see why. Ain't no black people though. Let's be clear. That was probably the most black people ever was in Wyoming yesterday ever, at one time. All right, all right, all right. I'm trying to see who was there. I'm looking at baller. I'm looking at baller alert. I see Scott. Is that Scott Dizick? Nah, I ain't seen no Scott Dizick. I don't know who that is. And I had some elk. You ever had elk? No, what's that? An elk, the big ass animal with the horns and the antlers. No, I don't think I would eat that. Oh man, elk is. I don't think I would eat that. I'm not good at experimenting with food. All right. The locals were saying how good the elk was. I I ain't like no elk. And I've been farting all morning, and I've never smelled. My my farts have never smelled like this, so I'm pretty sure that's the elk. Yeah, farts are elky. All right. Well, this morning, uh, Neil Brennan will be joining us. My guy, Neil Brennan. We all know him as one of, uh, he's like a co-creator of the Chappelle Show, pretty much, with Dave Chappelle, a co-writer. Right? Yes. Would you if say? Dave Chappelle was a rapper, they would say that uh, Neil might have been his ghostwriter, but not true. They were collaborators. Also, Gerald Kelly, the comedian, will be joining us this morning. Yes, with Gerald his and his sons. They'll mm-hmm. be here because they'll be at Caroline's this Sunday. So if you haven't gotten your tickets to go see them, go get them right now. So we'll have, a very, funny, we'll have a very funny morning. Charlamagne will give us some more information on what happened in Wyoming with Kanye's album. And we do have front page news on the way. What uh, you got in front page news? We'll be talking about a place where you can move to that people, they will pay you if you move there. Sounds good? Okay. All right. Front All page right. news next on The Breakfast Club. Dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Where the hell is DJ Envy at? He's in way? Trinidad and Tobago. You sure you're not in Wyoming? I'm positive. They didn't sacrifice him last night? I saw DJ Clue was there. I saw my girl Stephanie Santiago from Lip Service was there. I ain't seen none of those people. Okay. Okay. Now we got front page news getting started. Uh, you watched the game last night, Golden State Warriors, and beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in overtime, 124 man, drop, to 114. Drop one of Clue's bombs for J.R. Smith, man. I... Laughed so hard at J.R. Smith last night. Nothing made me chuckle more than J.R. Smith because I really don't know what the hell J.R. Smith was thinking. Now, let's keep it real. That was a close game. You didn't think it was going to be that close. Why why, why not? Because everybody thought that the Warriors were going to sweep the Cavaliers. They were going to blow them out. A sweep is games, though. That means, like, they'll beat them four games to nothing. I know what that means, but I'm saying everybody thought it was going to be just a wash. Like, it was boring and... They were going to kill them, and it was actually pretty close until overtime. Now, here's where J.R. Smith... I don't necessarily think that, though. Well, a lot of people have been saying that. Now, here's what J.R. Smith had to say because he knew they were tied, but this is what happened. You knew you were tied? You didn't think you were leading? No, I seen it. I knew we were tied. It just, I thought we were going to call a timeout because I got the rebound. On the replay, in the replay, it looked like you said to LeBron, I thought we were ahead. If what? I thought we were ahead, then I, I would have just held on to the ball. That was but... Clearly, that wasn't the case. 
J.R. Smith, shut the hell up forever. If he don't shut the F up forever, he <laughs> did not know what was going on. Okay, <laughs> just be honest with yourself and say you made a mistake. You made a mental mistake. It was a mental hiccup. It happens. It happens to you all the time. You got Hennessy in your water bottle. I guess okay? he was saying he looked at LeBron. He thought LeBron was going to call a timeout or something like that. And all LeBron, all, uh, uh, what's the guy named J.R. Smith had to do is get the rebound and shoot a quick layup. He was right there by the goal. You don't run all the way past the three-point line and look for LeBron. <laughs> all right, well, here's what the heck. Coach Tyron Lue had to say. He thought he thought it was over. He thought it was over. He thought, it was over. he thought we were up one. You can't make those mistakes. You can't make those mistakes, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. If, by the way, Josh Smith's been in the league way too long to make those kind of mistakes. All right, now I was telling you that you can move someplace and get paid to move there. Vermont will pay you ten thousand dollars if you move there and work wherever you have to move remotely. So to be eligible, you have to be a full-time employee for an out-of-state business, work primarily from home or a co-working space in Vermont, and become a full-time resident on or after January first, twenty nineteen. That don't that don't sound too promising. Why? Like, that don't sound like enough money for me to move to Vermont. Ten thousand dollars. Now I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna sleep on Vermont because I slept on Wyoming, but I just don't see how I would live, go live in Vermont. Vermont's actually very beautiful. That's the first place I ever went snowboarding was in Vermont. Don't they got like a big uh, meth problem or something? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Uh, oh, is there some type of prescription drug problem? I think it's meth though. But the only thing about that is you have to pay taxes in Vermont, income tax, and then. Uh, wherever you're working from. So I don't know Only how that's going to even out. Uh, Vermont is Bernie Sanders, and it was a TV show back in the day that used to be uh, based out of Vermont. What, what was that show called? Somebody tweet me and tell me that show called. What was that show called? What? Eddie's trying to tell me. What's the show? What? Newhart? Newhart. I think it was Newhart. There you go, Eddie. All right, Eddie. I think it was Newhart. I had to take my headphones off to hear him. <laughs> All right, and Donald Trump says uh, it looks like he's trying to clear some of his friends from The Apprentice. He's trying to do some presidential pardons. He's considering a pardon for Martha Stewart and commuting the sentence of incarcerated former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. So they both were on uh, The Apprentice, and actually Martha Stewart had her spinoff, The Apprentice, Martha Stewart, as well. <laughs> This guy. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right, what are we doing next? Uh, this is when you guys can call us up. I, I want to know if anybody heard Kanye's album also. Charlamagne, you kind of heard it, but not, you don't know nah, if it was I, mean, the, I, I heard, I heard. You don't know if it was the, how it's supposed to be released. And uh, Yeah, I heard all the songs that are going to be on the album, um, but I was, I thought the album was coming out last night at midnight, but apparently it's not on none of the streaming services. So how are people hearing the album? How uh, did we get the album? Because I know Def Jam didn't send it to us. Well, one of our producers ripped it off of SoundCloud, to be honest. Jesus Christ, hold on. <laughs> that album was on SoundCloud? Yes. I don't know what's going on there. All right, well, we'll talk about it, but you guys can call us up if you want to vent, get some things off your chest. I know it's Friday, so call us up, 800-585-1051. In the name of the, the Breakfast Club. Hey, wake up, wake up, wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning, who's this? This is Rico from Jacksonville, Florida, all the way from 803. Charlemagne, what do you do? Metro, what's happening, my brother? Hey, man, I'm just calling to get something off my chest, man. I'm just excited to be... I, well, I listen to you guys every day, but I'm starting to start up my own little platform, Black Indie, trying to get all these black people, you know, all the black communities, just shouting them out, whether they're doing, you know, music, lifestyle, graduating, you know, just pushing themselves. So I'm just trying to shout out the Instagram, get everybody popping on that, you know, try to get everybody on the new little wave. I like that, I like that. What's the Instagram, sir? 
Right now, we're basing it out of the Lost Music. The X is uh, in place of the O, so T-H-E-L-X-S-T, music. And then we're going to be pushing it out, trying to get it popping by the end of the summer, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. Misspelling things used to make so much sense to me when I was younger. <laughs> now, I don't even know what the hell. Th- did you say the Locks Music or the, the Lost? lost? Like the Lost. lost the, yeah, the X is the O, man. Try to distinguish it a little bit, you know? All right. Well, congratulations, brother. Keep growing. Thank you, man. Let's. I think you. Let's see you guys every morning. Keep doing what you do. Yeah, I love you, Charlemagne. You already know Metro in there, man. You already know. Go wear condoms, brother. Go wear condoms. All right. Thank you, Rico. Next up, who's this? <laughs> hey, ye. Oh, Trev. Oh, what's good, Trev? <laughs> nothing much. Nothing much. Chilling. What's up, Charlemagne? What's up, sis? How are you, sir? Another another day for you to enter the back door and enter our lives. <laughs> Charlamagne, are you back in New York? Or, 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 uh, he's in LA. I'm in LA because I'm doing Bill Maher. I'm Bill Maher tonight. The Bill Maher show on HBO. Oh, I thought I thought um, Kanye flew you out to Wyoming. Ooh, I was. I was in Wyoming. I, I was in Wyoming yesterday, but now I'm in LA. <laughs> oh, he got flown out again. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm doing the Bill Maher show tonight. So the Bill Maher show flew me out to LA. I've had this Charlemagne getting flown out again. Listen, Charlemagne doing something right. <laughs> Where's Envy? Envy is in Trinidad and Tobago. He got flown out as well. Oh, okay. Well, I just called his friends on Positive 50 this morning and just, you know, let the world know, have a great day today except the barbs because y'all know I can't stand the barbs. And I'm so glad that Nikki pushed her album back and made them wait another four years. Are you going to watch her <laughs> documentary? Um, yeah. Do you think I'm going to watch Nicki Minaj's documentary? Yeah, so at least you could talk about it. Yo, do you know the you know the room? You know, I heard a song yesterday that Kanye has on his album, and uh, it's a verse where he's talking about his daughters, and he references Nicki Minaj, and then Nicki talks at the end of the song, and they're saying that Nicki actually wrote Kanye's verse. Uh, I can believe that. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the word. Nicki's game is ridiculous. That is, it's just her. I get it. Listen, some some artist fans make me dislike them too. I get it. What's the name of Kanye's album, Charlamagne? It's called Yay. Okay, exciting. Oh, is, that the, is, that the name, is that the name of Kanye's album? Yes, Yay. Okay, well, we all know that um, Nicki Minaj's album is, is, is a title Self-Proclaimed Queen. So y'all go make sure y'all go get that. <laughs> okay, Ooh, bye, Trav. Bye, Trav. Trav. Happy your Friday. Your album is called Shady Queen, Trav. <laughs> Trav is so shady. All right, call us up. Tell us what you want to get off your chest. 1-800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hey, good morning. It's the Breakfast Club. Tell us what you want to get off your chest this morning. Good morning, Angela. Well, let me make a public service announcement. Okay, man. If you ain't got the pipe work, if your pipe work is tiny, don't be mad when a chick rejects you. Uh-oh. Hey, yo, don't 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 little PP shame this what morning. Happened? You're not having that. Don't little PP shame this morning. Let me give you, Charlemagne, you know, I love you, but stop being a cancer. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I knew this dude for about three years. Um, I'm going to ask my son to leave the room because he don't need to hear this. Goodbye. Go get dressed for school. Thank you. Um, I knew this guy for about three years, and we were really good friends, and I gave him a shot. You know, I was like, all right, you know what, maybe. You know, he's a great guy. You know, he's a really nice dude. But I'm sorry, he did not have the pipe work to back it up on me. It was not going to happen. Oh. He couldn't work the middle because his thing too little? 
Oh, yes, girl. It was. It, it, it lacked. It lacked. I'm a big girl, and I need big pipe work. So if you ain't got the pipe work, you you know. So no. he can't get a second not, chance. Oh hell no! That would never happen. I don't go backwards. I only go forward. Oh, you, you don't back it up. Why? You don't back it up. Girl? Oh, I'll back it up. I'll back it up. I'll back it up. But you know what, gentlemen needs to know. If you ain't got it, we can always purchase it at the store. Are you so, going to tell him why he can't get a second chance? Are you going to tell him he got low meat? Got no this is a shame. You know what I hate about Lil Meat? The fact that a man Tell can't us, do girl. anything to make his meat bigger. Like, if girls don't like the size of their ass or the size of their breasts, they can get it enhanced. Men can't do nothing with a little penis. You, actually, you actually can. They do have uh, lengtheners that you can do. I ain't seen no lengthener. I know it's they got the girth. It's not as common, but you can, yes. Okay. Well. Good morning. You want to get it off your chest this morning with us? Good morning, Brick. How y'all doing this morning? Uh, good. How are you? Who's this? I'm well, Angela. This is Trey. Trey, what's good, Trey? Yes, I just wanted to call you and com- and, and congratulate you on such a commendable achievement. That is so awesome because the juice bar is helping the culture out. It's progressing black people moving forward. So that's a, that's a huge deal. So I wanted to call and congratulate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I actually have something else that's going to be great for the community that's coming up really soon. I can't wait to make that announcement. And that's you're going to love awesome. it also. I, I appreciate that. I back and ask you how to get my juices right because I've been trying to juice at home. But anything I put spinach in automatically turns green and I'll be uh, There's nothing wrong with it being green as long as it tastes good. But I be wanting, like, you know, you go on Tumblr or you go on Pinterest and you see the different colors, like the berry juices. I try to add a little spinach in there and it always comes out. Don't green. don't I'm worry so about the color. Just make sure it tastes uh, good. The color does not okay. matter. Green okay. juice is very good for you, though. Most of my juices are green all the time anyway. All right, who wants to get it off their chest with us on The Breakfast Club? Good morning, Angelie. How you doing, Mommy? Good morning. How you doing, boo? What's your name? Tell him, my name is Junior. First of all, I want to say you're so beautiful. You probably hear that every day, but... No, I don't, you know, but thank you. You're gorgeous, love. I appreciate that. My question is on this uh, this epidemic of cooning, man. A lot of these guys out here and a lot of these melanated people, um, they're more trying to get their money instead of being for the cause of being on code. And I wanted to know what you think about that, because I can't differentiate... Kanye West's political views and his music. That's just me personally. It's a slippery slope because if he if he's producing for Nas, am I gonna look at Nas funny style? I kind of looking at Pusha funny style. I, do you think that's an extreme point of view? And I, I hear your answer. Of, yeah, have a good day, ma. Okay, he just You're hung not up sit on and us. Wait for the answer. He doesn't want to hear. I guess he'll listen and hear. Well, first, first of all, <laughs> I think that uh, the 2018 definition of cooning is different than what the definition of cooning truly is. The the cooning is any black person that is reinforcing the negative stereotypes of black people. So by definition. 95% of your favorite rappers have been coons for eternity. Whether it was your favorite rappers talking about killing people, whether it was your favorite rappers talking about selling dope, whatever. Anybody that was reinforcing the negative stereotypes of black people is considered a coon. But what do you think about him not being able to separate Kanye's political views from his work, his artwork? Uh, I mean, I, I can understand it. I mean, a lot of people have that struggle. When it comes to Bill Cosby, when it comes to R. Kelly, when it comes to Chris Brown, like, everybody's questioning, you know, people's morals and their values and their beliefs, and can we separate the art from the artist? So, it's I mean, hard that's for the, you to want to support somebody when you don't support their views. I mean, yeah, that's a, public, that's, yes. it's, it's, an, it's an individual thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's all based on how you Some people can do it, some feel. people can't. Like, I know I used to love watching Seinfeld, but then after uh kramer said uh the n-word and said all those racist things i stopped watching the reruns yeah and i don't listen to all kelly music but i'll definitely watch i'll definitely watch cosby show reruns so i mean it's like i don't know it's it's all it's all based on the individual 
We all got to do those mor morality checks with ourselves. Well, I hope you listen to our answer. All right, well, that is you guys getting it off your chest this morning, telling us why you're mad and telling us why you're blessed. Coming up, we do have Rumor Report, and we are going to talk about Kanye's listening. I saw there were a lot of big celebrities out there, Chris Rock, Jonah Hill. We'll get all into it, and we got some of those songs for you. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Oh, and yeah, it is the same time zone there. I just looked at oh. it. All right, so let's talk about this Kanye West Yay album. Now, the album, I guess, is available on an app or some app or something like that today. And our one of our producers was able to get it off of SoundCloud. So I know it's not that easy to find if you're looking so, to listen to the Yay album. So it's not on Tidal or Apple and none of those streaming it's services? Not on the streaming, it's not on any streaming services. This goddamn Kanye want to be a rebel so bad. Jesus All right, Christ. now he also had a listening yesterday. I didn't make it, but shout out to Mike Kaiser. It was his birthday, so I stayed here in the city to go to Mike Kaiser's birthday party. And Jay Electronica had a show. So I was in New York, but it was a last-minute thing for some people. I guess they didn't tell people until the day before that they were flying out to Wyoming. Chris Rock was there, Jonah Hill, Big Sean, Pusha T, 2 Chains. Uh, a lot of people flew out. Candace Owens was there as well. Honestly, I, I only person I saw was uh, Chris Rock. And, you know, interestingly enough, Chris Nas Rock... Nas was there. I didn't see him either. Chris Rock was actually there. Chris Rock is actually out there uh, writing, writing for... For some things because like you know that that spot is like a, a spot for creatives jackson hole wyoming i didn't know that yeah so the town only has like ten thousand people all right well kim kardashian tweeted out kanye shot the album cover on his iphone on the way to the album listening party see how you can do those things now thanks to uh whatever streaming services are available the album of course is only seven songs all of the albums that he's putting out on good music are all seven tracks and uh on this album you can hear in the beginning, there's an intro. Uh, it's called Dark Thoughts. And then there is a song called Ecstasy. Here's what he says on that song. Tweaking, tweaking off that 2CB, huh? Is he gonna make it TPD, huh? Thought I was gonna run DMC, huh? I done died and lived again on DMT, huh? See, this is the type of high that won't come down. This is the type of high that get you gunned down. Easy, easy, trolling OD, huh? Yeah, that's not the ecstasy record because I didn't like the ecstasy record. I, heard, I I don't I don't think ecstasy made the album. That record that you played is oh, not the ecstasy. It record. says ecstasy nah, on the track list. Unless he changed the title, but the song I heard that was called ecstasy wasn't that because that song about ecstasy was actually about. Ecstasy. <laughs> uh, well, you on the it. on the artwork yeah. and everything, it says ecstasy. So on the track list. Oh, uh, what well, the, the original? Ecstasy I don't know if there's some mistake, but yeah, the original ecstasy I heard, I, I wasn't feeling that one at all. But he got he had a bar in the original ecstasy that would have that would have made a lot of people talk though. All right, now um, this next clip that we have for you is a song called Butterfly Energy. It features Jeremiah, Party Next Door, and Ty Dolla Sign. They said build your own. I said halfway. I said slavery a choice, they said hi, yay. Just imagine if they caught me on a wild day. Now I'm on 50 blogs, getting 50 calls. My wife calling, screaming, say we about to lose it all. Had to calm her down because she couldn't breathe. Told her she could leave me now, but she wouldn't yeah. leave. <laughs> Tough tune. That's the re that record has uh, Charlie Wilson and Kid Cudi on it, I believe. 
See, this is not what it says here, what we have here. It says Butterfly Energy featuring Jeremiah, Party Next Door, and Ty Dolla Sign. Now, there's a song called Make No Mistake, it says, that has Charlie Wilson and Kid Cudi. But that wasn't... I don't yeah, know if one, this is the, wrong. Yeah, the, one, the one you played just now is the one that had Charlie Wilson and Kid Cudi. The one with Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah is, is more of a club club record. Well, this is this track listing just must be wrong. Yeah, that track list is all off. Because I know it's, <laughs> it's hard to... I guess it's hard to get the actual album because it's not on any uh, streaming services. So maybe it's labeled wrong. But here's some more of... This song is labeled Butterfly Energy. For any guy that ever fucked up, ever embarrassed they girl, ever embarrassed they wife, she told you not to do that shit. She told you you going to up the money up. You ain't wanna listen, did you? Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Now you testing our loyalty. This is what they mean when they say for better or for worse, huh? Is there a song called Violent Crimes on that track list? No, it's not. And the track listing's actually from Genius that we got, so. Oh, yeah, Violent Crimes is my, is my favorite record on the album. It's about his daughters, and any man with daughters will be able to relate to that record. Well, that's not listed on here for some reason, so mm. I don't know. All right, also, there's a song called Cry Tonight. Oh, maybe, okay, so the song is called Cry Tonight. Maybe that's the one you're talking about, uh, and that features Dej Loaf, Nicki Minaj, and Willow Smith. Digging to savage, digging to monsters, digging to pimps, digging to players, digging to daughters. Now they precautious, Father, forgive me. I'm scared of the karma, cause now I see women as something to nurture, not something to conquer. I hope she like Nikki, I'll make her a monster. Now having menages, I'm just being silly, I answer the door like what's Smith and Martin. Thinking, do we have a problem? Matter of fact, Marlin. This ain't me the Barkers. I beat his ass, pray I beat the charges. All right. And by the way, I heard that song yesterday. It wasn't no Nicki Minaj and Dej Loaf on there. Nikki talks at the end. Through a phone call. Well, I guess that's why it, it features her, but, you know. But why did he say Dej Loaf? Uh, that's what it says on Genius. I don't know. All right. I don't know, Genius. <laughs> Y'all don't sound too smart this morning. Well, we're trying to have our own listening session here with our listeners. So we are family up here listening. Uh, so for a lot of people, this will be our first time listening to any of the songs off of the Kanye album. I wonder why it's not on those streaming services, though. I don't know. Maybe he's he's going to do it. Maybe he didn't make it in time and it's about to be this morning. I don't know. Mm. But that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. Now, I believe... Uh, what are we doing when we come back? We got you know, front page not here. news coming up or we got Neil Brennan coming up? Which one is uh, it? It looks like we have front page news coming up again. We are going to talk about the NBA Finals. Game one was on last night. All right. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is, uh, is it a vacation? He's working, but He's he took a day off. He took the day off. So I uh, guess it's... What a beautiful Friday it is. Yes, oh, it's Friday. All yes. right. Now let's talk about last night. Last night was the first game of the final NBA Finals, and the Golden State Warriors beat the Cavaliers 124-114 to 114 in overtime. A lot of people are, of course, blaming J.R. Smith because it didn't even have to go into overtime. I cannot believe the Golden State Warriors did not thank J.R. Smith in the, in, in, in the, in the post-conference after the game. They should have thanked J.R. Smith. Okay? All right, well, here's what... J.R. Smith, they would not have won that game. Here's what J.R. Smith says happened. You knew you were tired. You didn't think you were leaving. No, I seen it. I knew we were tired. It's just I thought we was gonna call timeout because I got the rebound. On the replay, in the replay, it looked like you said to LeBron, "I thought we were ahead." If I thought we were ahead, then I, I would have just held on to the ball, let it foul. But clearly, that wasn't the case. 
You're only mad at J.R. Smith if you're a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I'm not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, so I'm not mad at J.R. Smith. In fact, I want to drop one of Clues bombs for J.R. Smith because that man made me laugh last night, and you know I love to laugh. All right. Well, um, here's what the head coach, Tyron Lue, had to say about the game. He thought he thought it was over. Thought it was over. He thought, it was over. He thought we were up one. Uh, I think J.R. Smith does move like he's burnt out. You know, you know how you meet one of those people <laughs> who've been on some type of smoking weed for so long or been on some type of drugs for so long and it don't seem like nothing's there, like they just burnt out? That's how he acts. All right, now, family in Florida is heartbroken. A jury awarded them just $4 in damages for funeral expenses and pain and suffering. Now, in this case, a county deputy fatally shot a father of three through his garage door. They were responding to a noise complaint, and they showed up, and that's uh, when Gregory Hill Jr., who was only 30 years old, opened the garage door and closed it, and Deputy Christopher Newman shot and killed him. He shot four times and hit him three times, including once in the head. There were no charges filed against Newman. He said he shot Hill because he brandished a handgun. Now, Hill's mother filed a lawsuit and alleged wrongful death, negligence, excessive force, violations of his 14th and 15th Amendment rights, and also accused a SWAT team that responds to the scene of firing so much tear gas and causing so much damage to their home that no one can live in it now. After 10 hours of deliberation, they said that the, they were not liable in Hill's death and that he was actually uh, responsible for his own death. So they only got $4 for the That's family. disrespectful. Yes. And that verdict was actually man. reduced to $0.04. Cents. That's disrespectful. That's the, that's the value of a black life in America. Like that's, that's like a slap in the face. I, I, that's the why. At least pay like, the... I, like, why? Like, this is crazy. That's like that's like when judges give people, like, 500 years. Just, like, like come life. on, why? <laughs> they just, yeah, just say life. Like, why are you giving me $4? You're going to die I'd rather, in jail. You, I'd rather you give me nothing. Just tell me my, 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 my family member's life means nothing to you and just give me nothing. That's what I'd rather have than $4. That's All right, now, if face. you move to Vermont, they are paying people $10,000 to move there and work remotely. So you get more to, you get more to move to Vermont than mm-hmm. you do uh, for your family member when they get killed by the police? Uh, apparently. Jesus Christ. All right. Now they can, uh, what they're saying is that Vermont has a small and an aging population. And they said they re- they recognize the need to recruit people to the state. And that's one of the efforts that they are making to get people to move to Vermont in order to work. So there you have it. If you need some money, maybe you should move to Vermont. That's what uh, uh, Drake is finishing up his album in Vermont. He's going to fly everybody out to Vermont at the end of the month for a listening party. What? Oh, I'm making that up. Oh, I was like, huh? (laughs) All right. Well, that is your front page news. I'm Angela Yee. Yes, Uh, and when we come back, we got our guy, Neil Brennan. Yes, Neil Neil Brennan Brennan. is a former writer of The Chappelle Show, one of the co-creators of The Chappelle Show as well. He's got a great stand-up on Netflix called Three Mics, and he's working on his new stand-up right now called Here We Go. All right, so it's also Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday, so I'm sure we'll get into some of that with Neil Brennan as well. You know what's so interesting about Neil Brennan? What? Now that I think about it, do you know that the Pusha T and Drake have been throwing shots at each other for a long time, for years? At, at one point, Pusha actually used Neil for a bar to get at. Why don't Drake. we let Neil Brennan tell that story himself? Oh, okay. I'm just reminding him. Okay. All right. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. My guy, Neil Brennan. Yeah, I got my Starbucks, everybody. 
Oh, so they're after back. that training, oh, they are back the anti I will training. say it took a while to get service as a white person, but really, they finally, <laughs> once they took care of all the black people, they finally got to me. Oh, so they, so y'all are secondary now mm-hmm. in Starbucks. I didn't realize yeah, that. I, I couldn't use that. the bathroom. It was a nightmare. Really? Yeah. I'm did kid. you see the anti-bias training that they had to do? I don't. What do you think they did? Has there been any inside? Yes, we have it right here. This yeah, is the, we this have is the whole the, entire uh, question. Yeah, that's the questionnaires that they had to ask people. Well, hold on. Pass it here. I'm going to have you answer them. I don't know if Neil has any experience working with black people. Let's see. <laughs> see what okay. I can do. So uh, we want you to recall when was the first time that you noticed your racial identity? Oh, my. Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I guess right away. I, right when I came out. Came out like, the womb knowing you. Right, I was like, it's good to be white. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to be white. Uh, no, you know what's not, when I was a kid, though, black people were always nice to me. Like when I, my brother worked was like a usher in Chicago at the Chicago Stadium and like Wrigley Field and like black the all the black dudes he worked with were all straight with me. What's the so, next question, you? The first time you noticed how your race affected your beauty standards. Mm. Um, well, you know, people say I look like Scottie Pippen. I see that. Um, you see it. <laughs> You see it? I see that. I see that. I see it too. I, I never mean, told you that, Neil. <laughs> I oh, didn't just make no, it up. A, this is a good one for you. Yeah, Neil, go. When is the first time you altered your communication style? In other words, you dialed oh, it up or down. I'm the king of that. To avoid playing into stereotypes. When I when I'm dealing with a uh, someone a someone I know is black on the phone, it's really hard for me not to be like, all right, bet. <laughs> I bet that's what's up. And, but like, I'd be like, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Agreed. And then it's agreed, agreed. too. So I am racist in that way, in that I try to be like, ah, a little bit um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, bet. I See, I know racist. bet. I know. What does that make me? This is me? anti-bias. But isn't right. that cool? Like, you just kind of like using the latest slang. You're, sim- yeah. you're It's lit. You're it's lit. It's lit. Do you yeah. say dead ass when you walk in the street? Dead New York? ass, naked, butt ass, <laughs> butthole. Do you use the it's N lit. word? Do I don't? I really cut down. I'll say that, if at all. I my policy you used to is do it always, in jokes. I used to do it. In, I did it in a joke. Now my policy is like Neil. Just black people got enough problems. Like don't add to it. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. It's not. It's, it's not. like it takes so much energy, which sounds like a white privileged thing to say. Like, do you know how much energy it takes to say the N word? <laughs> Uh, but it's just not worth it. Was it easier to say during the Obama era? Because that's when you, I remember you doing the jokes during that time. It was easier to say it close to Spell Show in that I was just so immersed in it gotcha, all the gotcha, time. Gotcha, gotcha. And like getting called it constantly. Uh, so I felt like. It was you know, okay? It was, it was all right. I, I did a joke about it. So mm-hmm. it was like about the word. And you, like, it was you about use using it. it. Like. Yes. So now you just don't do that joke anymore. I, that or joke has been it. retired. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I will say that I was on Ambien. Whenever I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just don't. It's just not worth it. Now let me ask you a question. Charlemagne uses a, a term that some white people don't like. Mayonnaise he calls white people mayonnaise. No one likes mayonnaise. Are you offended by that? No. Use what it in, like use give it it, I, call, I call racist bigots mayonnaise because mayonnaise is disgusting. So so is racism yeah. and bigotry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with. It. I know people that are like don't like white trash. What don't about, like saying white trash. What really? about cracker ass yeah. cracker? Cracker ass cracker is great. Is a Hall of Famer. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Why uh, do you think it's a Hall of Famer? Just because Chris said it. Because you can't. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Cracker, cracker ass cracker. cracker. Oh, amazing. you can't not say it Amazing. like that. Mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. I feel like it'll have a hard time catching on. 
Oh, they hate it. They hate it. Listen, I can say crack ass, crack a white devil on the radio, but when I say mayonnaise, they call and complain. Well, yeah, but crack, <laughs> like it's the weirdest thing on, in the world. Crack is a delicious mayonnaise. It's disgusting. True. And I think it's the connotation of the mayonnaise. It's gross. Who eats mayonnaise? Exactly. I don't mind mayonnaise, although I am vegan. I go with a vegan mayo, which is kind of almost whiter than mayo. <laughs> do you think, have you been following the Drake Pusher Beef? Yeah. What do you think of blackface, Neil? Here's the thing about, you can't, as a black person, it seems like you can't ever, 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 ever do blackface under any circumstances. Like, you just can't. It's like herpes. It's cool and it's the minstrel show. You're, but it's going to be found out. The fact that it was on that guy's page. Did you go to the page? Yeah. 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 yeah and like it was, and it wasn't even featured. It was like bottom left. Like, it's just another one of my photos. Drake and blackface, no big deal. But yeah, you just can't do black. Do you think that was the most damning part of the. To me. I think the fact that he's not, it wasn't, we don't know, but claiming his child, I think people were more upset about that. Like, damn, Drake's not, he's a deadbeat dad? Like, I think people were more upset about that at first. But Drake can say, I'm not a deadbeat dad. I just did not put my son out there yet, but I take mm-hmm. care of him. He hasn't released the son yet. He's got a dry, he's got a date. <laughs> he has a release date for the son. Out, baby. Yeah, you gotta roll the son out <laughs> slow. You get the whole promo department behind it, and then you bring the kid out. Hey, come on, man. Cali uh, put a lot of pressure on people when it came to rolling out your son, man. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. You know it's a mean song when the nicest thing he said was, you have an illegitimate son. Yeah. Like, that was the nicest thing he said. Like, listen, and I was like, that's me. Did you anything know what? The, the son part was pretty nice. Actually, pretty sweet. Yeah. It's nicer than... Um, did anything offend you? Nothing offended. I would like to say that last time he, he dissed Drake, he mentioned me specifically on... I don't know. It was some... It was like some... It was a Chappelle Show reference and Dave having writers. And mentioned me specifically. Really? Yeah. Push it in? Yeah. Go back. This. Look at the tape, homie. It's there. <laughs> but uh, he just mentioned as like a, that Drake has writers. Um, the fact that he was talking about his friend dying is a OVO. bit like, OVO. OVO. yeesh. Clutch my pearls. Yeah, it was a yeah. bit like, well, first of all, about clutch my pearls, I like that how guys are rapping like rich white women now. <laughs> where like the audacity was with Drake's on the last one. Then he's like, I'm upset. Uh, he's got a song coming out called I'm Flummoxed. Um, and and uh, Pusher rapped about uh, caviar facials. Yes, he did. And uh, yeah, like now he's like, I don't think you're capable of love, Drake. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't think you're capable of love. I think because your father walked out on your mother when you were five. I don't, I've spoke to your therapist and I think you're in a lot of emotional trouble. <laughs> he did. He said, uh, Chappelle show, all of you Neil Brennan, sketch comedy, who is for real pinning. See yourself as I pull up in that mirror tent. Skins versus blouses, you mirror prints. Chappelle show, all of you Neil Brennan's, sketch comedy, who is for real pinning. Okay, You know Neil? what I mean? You know what you I mean? You're in the middle of I'm, rap beefs. I've been out here, man. <laughs> and you from an era where you actually saw real beefs, rap beef. You know what's funny? If anything happens to either one of those guys... They have to make sure each other are okay now. Because if mm-hmm. anything happens to Pusher, they're bringing in. Back. Yeah, they're bringing Drake in, f- like, first. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. he should hire Pusher security and, like, a doctor make sure his health is good. Because, <laughs> like, they're they're the number one suspect for right. either. The fact that Biggie and Tupac got, it's like, and no one got arrested is still amazing in light of this. Where you're like, Well, I think both of the people that killed him are dead, though. That's what I think. Oh, you think so? That's what I think. Okay. I think the streets did what they were supposed to do. All right. But I could just be making that up. Yeah. All right, we got more with comedian Neil Brennan when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. 
We have a writer for the Dave Chappelle Show and comedian Neil Brennan in the building. Charlemagne? So, so Neil, let's talk about your new tour. What is it called? Uh, it's called Here We Go. Here okay. We Go Tour. Here we, the Here We Go Tour, uh, it's a reference to a joke I do about guys. It's A lot of my jokes about me, too. Wow. That guys you don't take can't, them serious, Neil? No, I take them seriously. But as a comedian, like, it's all my friends are getting popped. Yeah. Bill Cosby was a close friend. Um, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein is one of my is my is my God's uh, father. Um, the here we go is like guys have just you can't go to a guy's hotel room because we've watched so much porn that we believe everywhere we are a porn is about to break out. So a guy will be in his hotel room, hear an unexpected knock on the door, and be like, "Here we go, all right." And then, like, then it's on. Like, it's always just like, here we go. Do you watch that like, before? <laughs> we watch. Uh, yes, we watch. Yes, yes. I don't want. Look, I'm like a once a day guy. I'm not like a, a furious. Day. Like, that's a habit. That's a lot. Once that's a, a habit, Neil. Once a day of porn, a busy once guy a like you that's always creating. Why? Did you see the guy that was on the flight that was actually. <laughs> like, that was accidental porn? Are you actually I'm going making to porn my home? own meme right now. What? When Did, Charlemagne <laughs> says once a day is a lot to masturbate. Did you see the guy that was on a flight and he was masturbating to porn on the flight? I mean, You've done it's, that? it's no, but they have <laughs> Wi-Fi. You, they don't say, hey, don't do, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what do you, who were we to judge? He well, wasn't he's... in his cabin. He wasn't in his own cabin. And no. He was in his seat. He wasn't he was first class. Seat. He was wow. Wow. So, wow, God, yeah. But nobody was sitting next to him. Tomorrow. Oh, that's 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 all right. Once what? a day, you're what are you? Next question: Do you have a Once subscription a to any of these? Sites? No, I would. The idea of anyone subscribing to these porn sites is so insane. That's like, when you draw the line. Yeah, like <laughs> that's insane. Now that is the definition of insanity. Am I out of my mind? Once a day? Yes, Man, that's kind of crazy. What? Neil. Masturbating when when once a day? When you're in a relationship, do you still masturbate once a day? Or mm, no. But you're in a relationship, uh, aren't you? Twice. I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm not in a relationship. Oh, not anymore? No. Oh, wow, 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 wow. No, uh, but if you think about masturbating once a day, is not bad. But watching porn once a day is bad. What do you, you don't, so you're just I, like sitting on a on your bed. Using just, his imagination. Just like staring at the wall like a prisoner. Because you know they say watching porn really, um, really messes with your erection. What? Is that what yeah, it is? It. Yeah, it like, gives them to you. No, no, they say <laughs> that it doesn't make you as sensitive as other people because you watch it so much, you're not a, sens- you're not a sensitive. So. I feel like the internet does that. I feel yeah. like it's so much like f***ies and giant yeah. on the internet. It's like, eh, desensitized yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. It is. Now I'm looking for a connection. Remember remember human physical connection, Charlemagne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in the 80s? That don't happen. Um, that's, that's, that's over. Is it more like in the morning or at night? No, I'm a night person. I li- Here's my thing is I like to give myself something to look forward to. Mm. This goes for sex as well. <laughs> I don't like morning sex. You know what I mean? Like I don't get. I see it as like a dessert. So you're treating yourself. That is correct. Treat yourself. Yeah. Now, treating you watch, yourself. You watch it long time because I was, I was Chris Rock. Especially he was like he was really into it. Like an hour. He was looking for the perfect scene. No, I think he had a problem. Oh. <laughs> I think. Chris and now we're judging a, other people. Well, no, I think he. The thing about like I was 15 minutes late for everything. It was like I've never been that bad. I don't have if I'm if I'm masturbating. I'm I don't have plans. I'm in for the night. Like so it's a date night. Hey, you it's got it's yourself a date night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, treat myself right. Pour myself a wine. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Do you have the volume off or on? I like some volume. Thank you. Next question. <laughs> so your whole new stand-up is about no, it's not sexual my own. No, it's what about sexual <laughs> yeah. No, it is like a, it's probably half me too stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like how do I just don't know what else. It just seems so 
relevant. Like, in terms of this is all me and my friends are talking about. And also, I am friends with Aziz, and I've known Louis since I was 25, mm-hmm. or since for like 25 years. So, like, it seems like in my backyard to not talk about it to me seems insane. And it's something I think about all the time anyway. Aziz gave me faith, though. And I'm going to tell you why Aziz gave me faith. Because when that situation happened, people started to look at the nuance of the situation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, eh, well, maybe it's not like what she's mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Because allegations so were ruining people. Yes. Uh, it is not so black and white. Well, it, for Aziz, it was just like bad for his brand, so to mm-hmm. speak. It seemed out of character mm-hmm. for what people knew of him. And uh, Louie, to me, it seemed totally in character. Because he talked, he, ra- he does Yeah, like all, he every joke ends with him f***ing off. Yeah. So every night mm-hmm. is going to end the same way. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, the Aziz thing, it was good in terms of like people take, taking a deep breath. No, no, did, did it make you think to yourself, have I ever done anything yeah. that people would say are inappropriate? Yeah. I mean, now it's like, you know, it's, it's, you have to reconsider, particularly being a comedian, like, I'm not going to have any credibility. Do you know what I mean? Like, at this point, comedians are, like, the least believed. We're, like, the dirtbags. So right. it's, like, I have to be super, super duper. We had that, that on Chappelle Show, we had that uh, love contract sketch that was, like, you know, 15 years ago. Like, yeah. it's always weighed on me in terms of, like, it's a big risk. Like, just it's sexually engaging with somebody is a... not. A, I'm not just talking about STDs, I'm talking... Like the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. You can get hemmed up on language. People can feel disrespected. I uh, Some girl hit on me on uh, one of the apps. Um, Tinder? I think it was like a Twitter or Chris, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Farmers Only. Um, and uh, <laughs> and um, she goes like, we should hang out. And I just wrote back like, no, thanks. And people thought it was mean, but I was like, I ha- as a, like, Comedian and as a person, but are you with on something... this app to date? Yeah, what do you want to? No, for? she was she was just she slid. You just can't be too safe. She was man. sliding. I was just like, no thanks, and people were like, that's kind of rude. And I was like, as a, I have to start thinking like mm. defensively, right. like I think about every interaction and like every like if this was shown in court, would I be okay? You know, talk about messing with your erections. <laughs> do you have to think about that when it comes to your material, also? Well, with the, with the material, I just don't want women to feel crappy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel make women feel like I'm disrespecting women. They're going to feel like that, though. Because as soon as you say things like, oh, you know, another Me Too case, here we go, they're going yeah. to feel like that. It's pro-women without being pandering, if that makes sense. Like, it's pro-women to the point where it's, like, still funny. You had your own uh, show in development as well. I did. So what's going on with it's that? It's dead. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Damn. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm sorry. I thought Thanks it was for bringing it up. Like this year Thanks for bringing it up. Push your T. Push push your ye. Push your ye. Well, listen, y'all go check Neil out, man. Uh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, here I am. I'm coming to Chicago, June 7th at Talia Hall. Then I'm yeah, then I'm going to Milwaukee. Then I'm going to Indianapolis. Then the next week, I'm going to Kansas, Kansas City. City. Then Detroit. Then I'm going to Detroit. Then I'm going to Minneapolis. Uh, Chicago, I added a show because it it's so hot. Your 7.30 show sold out. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, but it's a 9 o'clock show, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciate, just as a white person, I got to say, you guys have so person. few white people on mm-hmm. here that it feels good. And uh, and I hope, uh, I, white people, I hope that I represented us well. Actually, the last white person who was here was Melissa McCarthy. That's a big deal. Tell them where to find you, Neil. Uh, Neil Brennan, N-E-A-L-B-R-E-N-N-A-N dot com. Neil Brennan on Twitter, Neil Brennan on Instagram. Uh, yeah, those are my two main forms. 
of communication. Well, it's Neil Brennan. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Doing nothing. Yes, I'm eating jerk chicken. Exactly. On Instagram, that's what he's doing. <laughs> now, what you talking about in Rumor Report, you? Listen up. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. That was rude. I know. Hello. <laughs> Jesus. What are you talking about in Rumor Report? I'm talking you? about Andrea Constant on Dateline. All right. Okay. Let's get that out the way. All right. Andrea Constant, she did her first interview after Bill Cosby's conviction. He was convicted on three counts of sexual assault, which he is appealing. He's facing up to 30 years behind bars when he gets sentenced in September. And here's what she had to say about what happened that night. Three blue pills. And he put his hand out and I said, what are those? And he said, they'll help you relax. And I said, like, are they, are they natural? Are they like a herbal remedy? He said, no, they're your friends. Just put him down. Swallow. And he hands me some water. I get some water somehow, and I swallow the three pills down. I took them because I, I trusted that they would maybe just help me feel a little more relaxed. You trusted him? Yes, I did. All Jesus. right, so she trusted him. That's why she took those three blue pills. Now, how did those pills make her feel? Well, here's what Andrea Constant had to say about that. My mind is saying, move your hands, kick, can you do anything? I don't want this. Why is this person doing this? And me not being able to do, react in any specific way. So I was limp. I was a limp noodle. I was in and out of consciousness. Inside, I was, so, I was crying out inside in my throat, in my mind, for this to stop. And I couldn't do anything. Wow. Mm. All right. I'm sure that was a, one of the scariest feelings you could ever potentially have. All right, Serena Williams, she's talking about her postpartum depression, which she said she is still coping with that. She spoke to Harper's Bazaar UK. She said, honestly, sometimes I think I still have to deal with it. I think people have to talk about it more because it's almost like the fourth trimester. It's part of the pregnancy. She said one day she couldn't find Olympia's battle. She said, I got so upset I started crying because I wanted to be perfect for her. And then she also said if she wasn't playing tennis, she would be pregnant right now. She wants to have another little girl and then have a boy. She said, I've only been around girls my whole life. So Olympia needs a little sister. And she said she hopes she does have another girl. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, she doesn't have to play tennis, right? Serena's rich. Right, but she, you know, she loves it. Obviously. So I wonder what she, I wonder what she loves more at this point in her life. Does she love motherhood more or does she still love tennis more? Clearly, she still has a love for tennis. Right, she does. But, you know, I'm sure once you have a child, nothing is stronger than that love. Exactly. So she probably wants to play some more right now and then wait and then have a baby. Is what it, You know, that's what she's doing. Mm. All right. Now, FX has ordered a comedy pilot, and that is with Little Dicky. Little Dicky, the yes. white man who called y'all the N-word through an N-word. Right. And that comedy pilot he's doing with Kevin Hart and Scooter Braun producing it. So, so he's doing it with an N-word. Yes, he is. And Scooter Braun. Yes, yes exactly. Okay. All right, so um, the series is going to be centered around a suburban neurotic man in his late 20s who has convinced himself that he's destined to be one of the best rappers of all time, and now he has to convince the world. What do you think so, about it? Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm interested in, you know, uh, the, the combination of Kevin Hart and Scooter Braun as executive producers, and Little Dicky is an interesting character. It feels like Atlanta's trying to, I mean, uh, FX is trying to find some type of compliment for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The, the so success I'm, I'm, from that, let's uh, let's figure out what else. 
Yeah, he's like, okay, we gave the black rapper a chance to create a show. Now let's give the white rapper a chance to create a show. All right, DJ Khaled is confirmed. He is officially joining Jay-Z and Beyonce for the On The Run 2 tour. So I don't want to hear nothing about Khaled and cardio. Okay, don't talk to me about Khaled being on no damn run. Khaled been on that damn elliptical machine for two years and three years, and, and he's got Weight Watchers programs, and he ain't lost a pound yet. But now he's going to tell us he on the run. On the run from what? Well, the tour kicks off on July 25th in Cleveland, Ohio. So make sure you guys get your tickets. And uh, DJ Khaled is on the run from a good diet plan. Check out Don't all you those things. DJ Khaled needs a new diet plan. Yeah, come on, be honest. Yeah, I tell you what, he does need to eat. What? His. Oh. <laughs> 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 all right. He, he, he is on the run from a real good diet plan, though. Does He's he still get paid from Weight Watchers? Seriously? Yes. Uh, this is this is. He this needs is to stop up. being on the run from you know eating. You're right. Vagina. All right. You're absolutely right. Now, more DJ women have Khaled. accused Mario Batali. More women have accused Mario Batali of sexual misconduct. That brings the total number of accusers to 18. Isn't that crazy? 18 women have accused him. Now, he did issue an apology for sexual misconduct when he first was accused. He said, I apologize to the people I have mistreated and hurt. Although the identities of most of the individuals mentioned in these stories have not been revealed to me, much of the behavior does in fact, match up with ways I have acted. He said, the it's behavior crazy. was wrong, there's no excuses. It's crazy that you said 18 like that, and like that number didn't even like move me because we live in an era where we've seen Bill Cosby get about 70. Harvey Weinstein had about 50, so I was like, 18, okay. It's a pattern, you know? So clearly he was getting away with this for uh, about 20 years, mm. at least. Uh, and if you hear the stories from these women and the things that he was uh, doing to them, it's just crazy. There's so many different uh, instances. He's just really bold and brazen, and they were just shocked. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Now, up next, Charlemagne, who are you giving your donkey to today? Oh, man, we need J.R. Smith to come to the front of the oh, congregation. Oh, J.R. Smith is going to get it. Please, Earl Joseph Smith, come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with It you, wouldn't have been so bad if they would have won in overtime. Well, he took the he took all the air out of the Cavaliers locker room. <laughs> all right. Well, up next we got a uh, donkey. It's the Breakfast Club. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. We had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? <clears throat> well, Ed Sheeran, uh, donkey of the day for Friday, June first goes to Earl Joseph Smith III, commonly known to the world as J.R. Smith. Now, first of all, drop one of the clues bombs for J.R. Smith, okay? Let me tell you something, man. If you know me, you know I love to laugh. I really do. I like to be around people that make me laugh. I like to be around situations that make me laugh. And more often than not, I find humor in things that aren't supposed to be funny. And last night in game one of the NBA Finals with the score tied 107-107 with 4.5 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, J.R. Smith made me laugh. So drop one of the clues bombs for him, okay? Do it again, damn it. Because he made me laugh my ass off, all right? Now, this is, you know... This is really for all my people who watch basketball and understand the sport, because if you understand the sport, then last night you watched the ball game tied 107-107. George Hill at the free throw line. He misses the second free throw. Now, I know a lot of people were giving George Hill smoke 
saying, oh, we should have hit the second free throw. True, but free throws ain't free. All right? They never have been. You have to make them in order, them, in order for them to have value. And when he missed that second shot, J.R. Smith got the offensive rebound. All right, the reason he got the offensive rebound because he was standing on the blocks of the free throw line, and when J.R. got the rebound, he was literally right under the basket. But instead of going up for a shot, J.R. Smith ran off on the plug. I mean, J.R. Smith took off running like somebody yelled on your mark, get set, and shot off the little pistol to signal go. And he was trying to win first place in the 50-meter dash. 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 Dash, that's who the hell J.R. Smith was running like last night, okay? If LeBron James was Mr. Incredible with 51 points, then J.R. Smith was his son Dash last night, okay? J.R., where the hell were you going? All right, where was you going last night? You was under the basket after getting an offensive rebound, and you decided to run 22 feet away in the opposite direction. J.R. Smith ran away from that basket the way Pusha T claims Drake ran away from his responsibilities as a father. And nobody seems to have a good devil damn reason why. Let's go to the play-by-play courtesy of ABC. Hill misses. Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it a hill. Hill shot blocked. And we'll go to overtime. You get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He didn't know the score. I think, exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith. A bad mistake by J.R. Smith is an understatement. Now, I don't know if J.R. Smith uses drugs, but if he does, I think it is his duty as an American citizen to tell us what the hell he is on or has been on so we don't make the same mistakes, okay? I understand pressure. I understand losing your cool in big moments. It happens, okay? And I have never played any organized sport in my life, so I can't tell you what play to run in that situation or what play should have happened. I am positive my basketball IQ, my basketball IQ is pretty low. But even though I am not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, or in this case, the highest grade of weed in J.R. Smith's locker room, okay, or in his locker. I know that at the very least, when you're on that court, you should know what the score is, okay? I mean, Jesus Christ, J.R. Smith. J.R. can tell us whatever he wants, but he had no idea that game was tied 107-107. In fact, I know he thought they had the lead, because after time expired, he looked at LeBron, shrugged his shoulders, and said, I thought we were ahead. Okay, video replay during the broadcast of the game showed us that, but when it came time for J.R. to face the music, he didn't have that same energy. Let's hear it. You knew you were tired. You didn't think you were leaving. No, I seen it. I knew we were tired. It was just I thought we was gonna call timeout because I got the rebound. On the replay, and the replay it looked like you said to LeBron, "I thought we were ahead." If what? I thought we were ahead, then I, I would have just held on to the ball. That was but clearly, that wasn't the case. J.R. Smith, mm. shut the F up forever. Okay, we saw you say, "I thought we were ahead." Okay, and if you thought y'all were gonna call a timeout, why didn't you call it yourself? Who was you waiting on to call the timeout? Why does Tyrone Lue have to think for you? Why does LeBron James have to think for you? If you know your team and you know the game was tied like you claim you did and you thought they were going to call a timeout, who were you waiting on to call it? You could have called it yourself, okay? What did head coach of the Cavs, Tyrone Lue, think about J.R. Smith's play? Well, let's just say it's a direct contradiction to what J.R. Smith said. He thought, he thought it was over. He thought it was over. He thought, it was over. He thought we were up one. J.R. JR, JR, bruh, just own up to your mistakes, okay? It happens, all right? But when you make up lame-ass excuses, you just confuse people more. It's one thing when we are watching you on the court and we say to ourselves, what the hell was JR Smith thinking? But when you open your mouth and act like you know what was going on, when it's clear you didn't, it's like, damn, bruh, just tell us you made a mistake, okay? 
Tell us you made a mistake. Tell us you had a side bet on the game. Tell us you got a call from the mob and they had somebody you love tied up in a Brooklyn basement. Tell us something. But whatever you do, don't act like you know what was going on when it was clear you didn't. And Paul LeBron, oh, after dropping 51 points, has to sit in a post-game conference and ask a questions, answer questions about you, J.R. Smith. Let's hear it. Did he think that the game was tied, or did he think that you guys had it salted away? How do I know that? Or did you discuss it at all with him at the end of the play? No. They asked me if I talked to JR about it. I said no already. You know, I thought we were all aware of what was going on. Mm -hmm. That's my view. So I don't know what JR was thinking. I don't know the question you're trying to ask. I was just trying to see if you, you knew exactly what his state of mind was. Did he <sighs> think that you guys had it won, or did he think he was trying to make a play? No, I don't know his state of mind. Did you know if he knew the score? That's right, LeBron. Get up and walk out. See, LeBron had to walk out. Because if LeBron didn't walk out, LeBron was going to be like, this crackhead keep asking me the same goddamn. Let me, t let me tell you something, man. I am LeBron to the BS, all right? Don't ask me what someone was thinking when you clearly know they wasn't thinking. Okay, asking me about his state of mind when you know damn well J.R. Smith is out of his mind. Okay, I ain't got time for this. LeBron bounced, and rightfully so. The worst thing about this whole situation is that the Warriors didn't even thank JR in their post-game conference. Please let Remy Ma give Earl Joseph Smith III the biggest hee-haw, please. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb. Jesus Christ. Sheesh. Wake well, up by Sunday, JR, please. There you have it. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, Charlamagne, thank you so much for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Now it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday! Yes, and this is coming out of our interview with Neil Brennan earlier today. He said that he watches porn at least once a day, on average. How often do you watch porn, Charlemagne? Not no damn once a day. Porn is like a porn is like junk food. That's a treat. All right, that happens every couple months. I'm not a porn. I'm not in. I used to be in the porn heavy. I used to love Young Black Cheerleaders. Remember the Young Black Cheerleader series? They went up to like no, bomb seventy something. Oh man, I had a bunch of those. Well, here's um, Neil Brennan. What he said. Here we go. It's like guys have just you can't go to a guy's hotel room because we've watched so much porn that we believe everywhere we are a porn is about to break out. Do you watch that like, much porn? <laughs> we watch. Uh, yes, we watch. Yes, yes. I don't want. Look, I'm like a once a day guy. I'm not like a, a furious. Day. Like that's a, a habit. That's a lot. Once that's a, a habit, Neil. Am I out of my mind once a day? Yes, Man. that's kind of crazy, what? Neil. I haven't watched porn since April now that I think about it. I was like, matter of fact, the last time I watched porn, me and my wife was watching Squirters on Pornhub. All right. Well, mm -hmm. there you have it. Um, so we want to know how often do you watch porn? Is once a day a lot or is that pretty average yes. or is that too little? And I'm talking about actual porn. I'm not talking about like you on Instagram and you happen to pop up on some video or something going on. I'm talking about you actually go to Pornhub or you go to bangbros.com or one of those sites like that. Like you actually go seek it out. Okay, there's rules to this. Yes. Not <laughs> All right, just the so random porn you run across on social media, real porn. Call us up, 800-585-1051, and let us know your porn-watching habits. I thought you was going to talk about jerking off. I guess that's what people do when they watch porn. You, you oh. watch porn with a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's the Breakfast Club, and today is Friday, so you know what that means. It is freaky, freaky, oh, freaky. Come freaky, on, freaky Friday. I'm sorry. You messed it up one more time. Okay. 
And you know what that means? It is Freaky, 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 freaky Friday. I it really is Freaky Friday. A one, a two, a one, two. So okay. how many times do you watch porn, Charlamagne, on average? Um, I, I do enjoy porn. Um, I, I was a big Bang Bros guy back in the day. I used to love Bang Bros, and I love Young Black Chili's. I used to have all those DVDs. I don't watch it as much now, but uh, when I do, me and my wife do watch it. I probably I probably say it's a, it's a treat. So I'm, I'm thinking it's like a... A once every three months thing. Like the, the last time I remember us watching porn was actually in April, and we was we was actually in LA, and we That's was a watching long time ago. Yeah, we was watching Squirters on Pornhub. You, you know. Feel, do you ever watch it by yourself and feel like dirty after? Like, no, I don't watch. I, I haven't watched. I, I haven't watched porn by myself in years. Like I, I, every time I watch porn, it is definitely with my wife. I don't. I don't feel the need to watch it by myself. I don't love it that much. <laughs> like porn is something that you use as a stimulant, you know, for 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 you and your your, your boo thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't got no business to be watching it by myself. All right. Well, let's see what you guys have to say, James. How what about you? you? No, 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 no. We're not just going <laughs> to be past you, Angela Yee. Uh, what about you? Maybe like okay, depends on how busy I am. If I'm super busy, then maybe like once every two weeks. And I'll forget and be like, damn, I haven't watched porn in a while. But on average, maybe like twice a week. What? What? Who knew? What kind of porn do you like, Angela Yee, twice a week? Well, okay, it's not exciting. I'm more of a softcore person, you know? So, yeah. I like more... Do you like big penises? Of course. Okay. Don't you? All right, let's talk to James. James, how often do you watch porn? James Johnson, is this you? Well, the main is this you. James, James. how often do you watch porn? (laughs) At least once a day, sometimes more than once. What, what do you do Why? for a living? Why do y'all got this kind of time? Yeah, what what do you do? After I come from work, I wind down with, with some porn. Some people wind down with a glass of wine. I wind down with porn. Do you okay. have a woman at home? I do. I enjoy, really? I enjoy porn as well. Do you, um, when you watch porn, right, you watch porn with a purpose, so you always ejaculate? Sometimes. Sometimes I like to learn new moves, but more than likely I'm going to ejaculate after learning some new moves. Okay. How old are you? Me, I'm 35. Wow, you 35 and you got time to be masturbating. See, this is the Several thing. Several times you, a day. It worth the moment. You 30 when you over 30. Get a good hour of masturbating. Like I, I get a good five minutes in and I'm and I'm good to go. Can I ask you what do you think is the most times you watch porn in one day? The most I've watched in one day probably like four. Y'all gonna stop wasting y'all. Y'all gonna stop wasting y'all uh, y'all nuts with, with with masturbation. I'm gonna tell you why. When you over 35 and you get to be damn near 40 like me, you only got one of those a day. Okay, so All you right. can't just be, be you can't be just you know masturbating and then sleeping with your woman because that ain't gonna happen. Let's talk to Carly. Carly, how often do you watch porn? I'm gonna say like a couple nights a week. If, if, I mean, it helps me get to bed. Like it helps me go to bed easier. If right. I can reach that big scream and <laughs> That's damn. That's so true. I gotta increase my porn sense. intake. Yeah, sometimes you can't go to sleep, watch a little porn, you be knocked out after. I'm right. telling you, that's the natural way, at least. And what are you watching, Carly? I knew y'all were going to ask you about what tags I look up to. I was prepared. <laughs> All right, tell us. Um, I would say what? Face sitting, young black cheerleaders, me and Charlene got that in common. Um, hey. Bondage. <laughs> bondage, okay. Hold on, you said face sitting. Face sitting, yeah. Well, people sit on their fa- women sit on guys' faces? Yeah. Every day, B. <laughs> okay. All right. I got I to gotta look into that one. That sounds interesting. Face sitting. Definitely satisfy your curiosity with that one. It's something we'll see. Forget Tell babysitting. Me, we over here face sitting. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. Go watch some porn. 1-800-585-1051. Y'all let us know how many times a week do you watch porn? What's up? It's the Breakfast Club, and it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's, it's freaky, 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 freaky Friday. Friday. Hey, 
we're talking about porn. What is your porn intake? I feel like my porn intake is low because I only do it every few months. Y'all talking about twice a week, once a day. I'm like, yeah, you better step, you better step it up. And I love young black cheerleaders, by the way. I used to watch that all the time in Bang Bros. Yeah, you turn into a nerd on us. Okay, let's talk to Anonymous. Somebody does not want to give their name, so you know that's interesting. Anonymous, how often do you watch porn? It's, it's like three times a day, but it's not like scheduled. Oh, so you um, don't you don't have it in your planner? <laughs> no, it's not in my planner. It just sneak up, you know, like it just sneak up on you kind of. And so you just that's crazy. Go. You don't got no job, my G. <laughs> no, that's not even. See, that's not even. You can't go assuming that. How does it sneak got, up on you? Where you work at? I'm, I, I'm not going to disclose that either, but it sneak up on you like, you, okay, maybe you might see somebody and be like, dang, you know what I'm saying? But you don't harass them or nothing, you know what I'm saying? We, we, what are you we, talking you know, about? You see somebody that's hot, you know what I'm saying, that look nice or whatever, and you be like, dang, she looks bad. And you just, you know what I'm saying, it puts you in that mind frame. Not, you don't go thinking about her. You just, you know. So every time you see somebody that turns you on, you go watch porn? No, not, not every time, but sometimes it sneak up on you. Man, y'all acting like y'all don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never about. I'm watched sorry, porn sir. three times. But you do it on average three times a day. That's a lot. That's not a lot. Y'all okay. making people sound crazy. So you telling me, so sex <laughs> is too much? I'm not trying. I didn't say you were crazy. I just said it's a lot. You don't think that's you a didn't lot? Say, you didn't say sex. We said watching porn. You said sex. It's, the, it's, those are it's not the same thing. <laughs> well, what nah, category? Right, what category are you watching? Um, you know, you, you got the voyeurism, everything under the ebony umbrella, of course. But you know, you got the voyeurism and the and the the Bill Cosby and the Bill Cosby. You know, I know what you. Th- I, I like those two though. I do like what you talking about when they do like the TV shows when it's like Bill Cosby. Oh, and, uh, I thought he was watching women get drugged. Yeah, the stuff that got like the you know the the. <laughs> real storyline. It's like mimicking something that already exists kind of thing. I ain't gonna front. I, I, had, a, I had a little fetish for uh, the superhero porn cartoons at one time. So it'd be like Superman sleeping with Wonder Woman or like the Simpsons all having sex with each other. Even though that was incest, that was still dope. What? Okay, uh, I'll check that out. Thank you, mm-hmm. Anonymous. <laughs> See, I thought I was... Okay, never mind. All right, let's talk to Eddie. Eddie, how often do you watch porn? At least once a day, depending on whether or not I fell into something the night before or on getting on something uh, that day. That's Happy so crazy. Day. Why is that? I, I mean, I'm just, I just don't do it once a day. I don't feel the need. Like, I don't intentionally watch porn once a day. I but don't know. Don't call other people crazy because they watch no, not, I don't think they crazy. I just think that's crazy. I'm like, okay. wow. Got, I don't know. It's weird. It's wild. Wow, what, it's the thing. If I, if I fall into something, I'm not going to base. But if I, if I happen to, you know, if you dry if off day or something, if I have an <laughs> off day, yeah. if I try, try and fail that night, then yeah, I'm going to have a bait off. I have no problem with that. That's what y'all call it now? Y'all call it baiting? What I call it. You call <laughs> How it. old are you? got his own language. <laughs> How old are you? I'm old enough. <laughs> How old are you, man? Stop playing. How old are you? Compared to a head of cabbage, I'm 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 ancient, bro. I'm just trying to figure out how old you are because I only I only have one I only have one a day. So if I masturbate, I'm done. Really? Only once a day? Bro, I'm yes, like I go the to same sleep. age as you, and I can I can go about three times a day, bro. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, sir. Or something, bro. Don't listen. You said don't be one d- shaming me. <laughs> don't 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 want <laughs> shame me. Okay. All right. So, Charlamagne, what's the moral of the story? I mean, there's no goddamn hell. I don't know. There's no moral to the story. Porn, man. You like porn? You like porn? Yeah. Listen. Okay. You, I love. If you have some time, go watch a movie that will make you. I will say, though, that people gravitate towards what they really, really like. Like, I love, I used to love Bang Bros because I used to love the spontaneous, spontaneousness of it all. And I love, young, mm-hmm. yes, and I love Young Black Cheerleaders because my, 
woman who's now my wife, she was a cheerleader in high school and she was a cheerleader in college. You know so what, though? Like some people watch porn of things that they would never do in real life. And some people like that. Some people like to watch porn of things that they're like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. But they enjoy watching it because they would never do it. Oh, I'm the exact opposite. I do what I, I, I'll do what I see in the porn and then pull a muscle and then be like, I ain't doing that no more. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it. It's Freaky 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 Friday. We got Rumor Report on the way, and I'll be talking to you about Pusha T. What else does he have to say about Drake? And find out how much money Drake is putting a bounty out for um, Pusha T now, allegedly. Jesus Christ. It's over, man. <laughs> it's over. It's a wrap. No, for real, it's a wrap. I'm not interested no more. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, salute to DJ Envy. He's in Trinidad. When Trinidad. When are you coming back? Um, uh, probably tomorrow or something. Oh, okay. Well, we got the rumor report coming up. Uh, I don't know what Angela Yee's talking about. Push, Push T. T, right? Okay. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Pusha T was on with our boy, Big Boy, on Big Boy's Neighborhood. And he Sweet had some... Big Boy. Drop on the clues bombs for Big Boy, damn it. He had a lot of things to say. Now, he said certain things. Like, first of all, he slammed Drake for being silent on black issues. And he said that Drake's explanation doesn't change his view. He said that doesn't change my view at all. You are silent on all black issues, Drake. That's what he said, I said to that yesterday, Pusha. E! News. Now, here is what he had to say on Big Boy. Are you anticipating a reply from Drake now to the story of Adidon? No. What's to talk about? It's all true. What about, is there anything that you're afraid or are you holding... Not afraid of nothing. So there's nothing that he... Nothing. Nothing. Ain't no skeletons with me. I don't have none. If he were to come with something, do you have... Another layer? Because you, you said it's layered. It's layered. I, listen, I told, I told you at the end of this joint, we, gonna, we can take this slow. I'm just peeling back the first layer. Yeah. Let the record show, I did say that yesterday. I did say, you know, Drake, uh, He, I haven't heard him speak about no black issues since he's been in the game, but you did say he... Uh, he, he did, did a post about Austin Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, he did do that. Yeah. And he's mentioned a couple of things in songs about police brutality. He did that on Charged Up. Um, but... He might have to. I don't know what he could just say about Pusha. Pusha T said he has no skeletons. He has nothing on Pusha. He's gonna have he to be like, I know about a body. He had nothing on Pusha in the Duppy freestyle. <laughs> I keep telling y'all that most of the Duppy freestyles about Kanye. All right, and that Pusha T also tweeted out, "You got a hundred thousand floating around for info. Can no amount of money create skeletons that don't exist?" Hashtag I'm upset. I wonder how Pusha knows that for sure. I'm sure the, the word somebody gets probably us. yeah, you know, somebody probably said, well, "You know, you offered me hundred thousand dollars," but who knows I mean, if that's true. The, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but it is kind of believable because, you know, even with that, that picture going up, the picture of him in blackface, that picture was getting removed from a bunch of different websites and pages were getting deleted, right? I could use $100,000. Wow. I'm have to make wow. something up about so, Pusha T. I'm just saying, if you're, going that, <laughs> if you're going that far to get pictures removed, then I think that you would probably put some money up to get some info on someone. All right, Kim, it's not that serious, though. Kim Kardashian sitting down with Donald Trump. A lot of people were like, okay, you know, let's see what happens from this. We're watching very carefully. Well, she did an interview with Mike.com, and this is the reason why she said uh, she felt like she had to sit down with him. Seven months ago, I saw a story on Twitter, and it was about a, a great-grandmother that, like, just tugged at my heart, and it was just that simple connection. If it takes me to go and 
talk to the highest person in power, the only person that can make this happen, which is President Trump, then I will definitely do that. Um, you know, the president seems to have a passion for what everything that Jared has been trying to do, and that just makes me happy that that conversation is just moving forward. I have to see that video in more context, because what is it Jared Jared's trying to do? Is it prison reform? I guess. I don't know. We'll see oh. what type of prison reform they really are trying to do. I'm not uh, mad enough having a conversation with Trump, though, because I really feel like celebrities are probably the only people who can get through to Donald Trump. You saw that big is, smile on his face when he took that picture with him? It was crazy. He's a celebrity in chief. He probably only understands the language of other celebrities. We got politicians talking to Donald Trump. He don't understand that language because he's not a politician. Now, here was something uh, that was a result of this beef between Pusha T and Drake. Ja Rule tweeted out. My man, ja, drop one of Clues Bonds for Ja. The greatest of all time. Drake all right. Push, I'm going to let y'all finish, but Loose Change was one of the most disrespectful diss records of all time. <laughs> you have no idea how much I love Ja Rule's unwanted opinion on things, <laughs> right? Okay? He really is living the Dave Chappelle joke when Dave Chappelle said, "What? who cares what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this? Ja Rule tweeted, my ja battle was like this. LeBron versus Golden State. Emers was teaming up to take me on LMAO. Now, 50 Cent... Uh, ja, LeBron lost a lot of those battles, too. Just want to 50 Cent out. posted a, a screenshot of Ja Rule's tweet and said, yo, look at this. This Emers still think he in it. Look at me, fool. I'm the reason you driving an Uber, you bum... Ass N word, LMAO, get the strap. It ain't gonna never stop between 50 and Ja. You know never. why? Because 50 is a petty ass cancer just like me. Ja Rule right? tweeted, I see I still get under your skirt at 50 Cent LMAO. <laughs> it just continued on and on from there. Like the two of them are going back and forth. And uh, yeah. I mean, you know what ja, I love ja Rule called 50 a Debbie dad, a woman beater, a rat snitch, and so on and so forth. And you know, it just was going on and on. You know what else I love about them? You know, usually when you see people just throwing jabs at each other like that, you'd be like, man, why don't y'all just fight? They already have. <laughs> <laughs> they fought, they've shot, they've stabbed, and they still go at it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love the smoke. Drop on the clues bomb for 50 Cent and Ja Rule, man. All Social right. media is the best thing for them. I'm Angela Yee, <laughs> and that was your rumor report. Now, we do have the P People's Choice mix coming up, even though Envy is in Trinidad. It's a Kanye West mix, so Envy's going to play new and classic Kanye West records. Word. We got you. It's the Breakfast okay. Club.